Yeah, I don't know. I, I like I told you, like I just I've never been in this position before, and like I, I literally, f- I, I feel numb. Yeah. What is numbness to you, though? It's just having like almost no reaction to things. Yeah, but to things that you used to react to. Yeah, and I just, I feel empty. Yeah. You know, like I guess the numbness and the empty correlate. You know, like I, I was telling you, like, I have a really hard time grasping the concept that I'm right here right now. So right. like you sitting across from me, I, I can't capture this moment because I just don't feel here. Right. And to me, that's numbness. It's almost like I'm like a little floating dot in space. Right. So and when's the last time that you actively felt present? Oh, I don't know. Or is that one of those things that like... So they say that like memories, the way you remember something, like you don't actually remember when it happened. You remember the last time you remembered it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like your memories aren't direct correlations to like what actually happened. Right. It's, they can be fogged. Like you could, something bad could happen. You could totally have a skewed version of what went on. Right. So what was your turning point in, oh, I'm no longer like sitting here actively listening. I'm no longer aware of the room that I'm in. I'm no longer aware of the way I feel right here, right now. I swear to God, it always correlates to men. It it mostly always does. And I was so disappointed in myself because I am a person where I will never beg for someone. I will never. I am like pretty strong with how I feel and like the circumstance and yes I may feel like it's my fault and I may put that on me but you know if if someone goes to me I won't text them I'll be like okay like you know what you left that's your loss like I'm just gonna try and move forward as fast as I can but I feel like the moment that I realized oh my god like who am I was when my person um decided to end things with me and we were sitting in the car and I was bawling my eyes out and it was to the point where like he was talking to me and I felt so uncomfortable in my skin I was like I literally told him I was like I literally just can't be in my body right now I was bawling I was like please like I'm sorry like I know this is my fault like just give me another chance like let me let me fix this and I was so like felt so disgusting in my skin and in the back of my head, like, I knew, like, that it wasn't my fault. And, like, I know that now. Um, but in that moment, I was, like, I'm the reason this is happening. And I was, like, please give me another chance. Because all that was playing in my head was, like, everything that I did wrong and everything that could have been. And, well, like, he's so great. Like, of course he would leave because I did this and I should have done this better. And normally I'm never like that ever. I'm just, like acceptance okay it's hard but I know I did my best and I knew I did my best but I had such this skewed perception of what happened to me and I literally just it wiped away who I felt I was so you became unrecognizable to yourself yeah like uncontrollably bawling my eyes out for a person that clearly was like we cannot be together like literally gave me an ultimatum 
and put everything onto me, onto my shoulders. And this is the reason why we are ending this. It's because you are not blank and you have to let me go. And I was like, what? Like you, I have to let you go. So it sounds like the numbness comes from you're still focused on someone else placing the blame on you and that it's like illogical to you. Yeah. Like the numbness is a veil to the truth of the situation. And because someone else blocked what the truth was, you don't know what it is. No. And I, I like I said, that memory is like a skewed perception because logically I know what happened. Right. And I know that it, it wasn't my fault. And I know that I'm a good person and I know that I'm worthy of so much more. But because of how he made me feel in that moment and how that situation made me feel, I blamed myself. And I know that that's not me. And I feel like a lot of people, especially like young girls listening can relate to that is like, what is this? Like, I would literally sit here and describe it. Like, what is exactly the numbness you feel like in this moment? Because so many people relate to that. It being caused by an outside source. Exactly. And then when that numbness is caused, the only way you think you're going to fix that is through external sources. Oh, yeah finding validation through other people through other things right like what makes you happy what numbs that pain right other relationships validation drugs right in your mind how because you're actively going through this like you actively in this moment feel numb you feel like you can't be present Mm -hmm. in your mind what is step one I think step one for me was accepting. Yeah. Do you think you fully have done that? I wouldn't say fully. I think I'm still kind of grasping the concept of just like, oh, this is happening and this is real and I'm going through this. And it's hard because a part of me feels guilty because I'm like, why should I be feeling this way? I don't have a right. I have a wonderful life. I have a really successful business and here I am. Mm, You're writing off the way you feel. Yeah. You are telling yourself that you're feelings are invalid Mm -hmm. and if you do not validate your feelings how the hell am I supposed to exactly and that is the whole thing that I've been struggling with and I think so many people struggle with is you look for other people to say no like you are worthy and I was so reliant on another person telling me that I was worthy of love and building this future for me that once that came crumbling down I had no idea how to respond to it yeah and I broke down When you, in your soul, feel like you're not enough and you genuinely believe that you're not enough, right, you will constantly look for it from an outside source. And if you don't believe you're enough, they're never going to believe you're enough. And then you're going to be put in a situation where you're easily manipulated. You're easily told, look, everything you did wrong. And you already have this belief that you're not enough. So all they're doing is validating the thing that you already believe. Yeah. Yeah. And it... It, it was hard to come to terms, especially because, like, once someone else, like, sees it in you, you're just like, oh, you know, because you push it away. Yeah. I pushed it away, and I was like, I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. I'm fine. I'm good. Until, like, that moment happened, and I just felt so far gone from reality that I just didn't know how to get back. Yeah. And it wasn't until when I went to therapy yesterday that I was like, oh, you know, this is what's going on. This is why I feel this way um and 
it's so uncomfortable. Like I was, I was telling Kelly that I hate working. I don't hate working out now. You know, I will always have a love for it, but I'm in this certain position right now. And I have been for a few months where like I work out and I feel dos- so disconnected from myself that I don't even feel like I'm working out. I don't even feel like my form is good or I'm whole because I feel so fragmented when I work out and it just feels really uncomfortable. And so that's why I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to do anything. I was literally telling Katha that your mind is so far ahead of your body and they talk to each other constantly. So like I'm sure weeks ago or in that moment, your mind knew something was wrong and now your body is catching up. And so you feel it's like an out of body experience because you're not there. You've numbed it so well and you've gotten so used to creating that numbness that that's your new normal. Yeah, like it is so difficult. I don't know if like anyone, I'm probably, I'm sure so many people have this feeling of just like, I look at you and I don't feel like I'm looking at you. I read things. I don't feel like I'm reading things. I literally cannot focus on a single thing for more than a minute. Yeah. Because my, my, my brain just wanders to every single place but the present. Yeah. Because I am stuck and I dwell in the past and I think about all the things that I did wrong in my life not even in my life, but I guess like situations and things that have happened. And I'm like, well, it must be that way in the future. If this happened, then, you know, clearly this is going to be it. And it's, it worries me and it scares me. And I'm just so, like I said, disconnected and I don't feel whole that I just can't sit and be like, okay, I'm here. I'm just here sitting on this couch, making a podcast. Right. And to me and my brain it sounds like I've gone I've gone through everything that you've felt and so it's like interesting to watch it almost from an outside perspective of like a yeah I've been there and I also make it through and you figure it out but like the dissociation that you feel when you come to the realization that like not everybody is like you and that things are different and you aren't going to be able to fill your inner void from external validation that's when you wake up and it's the okay it is time to focus on myself yeah and I feel like I'm getting to that point where like it's getting better you know I I went to therapy and I feel like that was my first step honestly is one like realizing one I need help to acting on it but still just practicing you know I think a lot of people think that they should be someone and they want to be someone but they just don't know how to get there right and so it's like how do you get there is there a model is there a path that I'm supposed to follow See, it sounds like to me, like you're in the pre-contemplation stage of, I understand it's time to focus on myself, but how and when and is every action I do, is am I focusing on myself? Am I spending too much time doing these things with other people? Am I spending too much time distracting myself? Like you really start to question everything you do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is like the one thing that tears people apart. And if there is one thing that I did learn the other day, it was there is no plan. There is no person that I should be because that person is an illusion that I have created in my head. Exactly. The only one that is true is the person I am right now and the person that I used to be. And that person is dead in the past (laughs) and I can't think about her anymore. So I have to think about who I am right now. And I think that that's really difficult because I'm just, everyone is so wired to think in the future, to live in this illusion and think about like okay I want to be this person and you want to become that person but we forget 
Like, who are we right now? I think there's also a fine line in between. Like, one of my journaling prompts every single morning is, what would the best, my best self, how would she show up today? Absolutely. Because I've been my best self before. I can be my best self. It's not that hard. It's just the constant reminder of, like, what would she do in this situation? Right. And, and you so, like, I'm not trying to be somebody else. I'm yeah. just trying to show up as my best self. Absolutely. And you have to be intentional with it. Yeah. Be intentional. You cannot wish things. Nope. You cannot. To and be conscious yeah. of your thoughts is so insane. Yeah. And I've been trying to become, like, more conscious of everything. And I realize how much I stray so much literally so much I could be like typing on a computer and next thing I know I'm thinking about the breakup like because obviously that's been on my mind a lot and just like trying to dig when I shouldn't be digging of things that like I did wrong and I'm like well maybe if I fix this then we would be this way and I wouldn't be sitting here right now doing this and thinking about you right but I am and then it's like oh my gosh and we've spent a lot of time talking about the concept of radical acceptance and that's something that like me and my therapist like worked on for a really long time is the people that we are like me and you both are very empathetic people so we try to genuinely understand where people are coming from and like I for a really really long time believed that everybody had the same intentions that I did and so growing up and like being hurt and being betrayed is learning that not everybody handles the situations the same way you do not everybody like right you can't predict the future and you can't control somebody else's actions. And so to radically accept what they do to you, like I believe truly that is step one. Yeah, I mean, I guess the question that I have and probably so many of our listeners have is what is radical acceptance and how do you do it? Radical acceptance is exactly what it sounds like. Radical is like an insane change and acceptance is just like, allowing what happened to be the truth trying to like for so long I was one of those people that thought if I dissect the situation and I know every fact about it that will make it okay but like that's not true I cannot and I feel like for so long I really thought I could like go back and change what happened if I thought about it enough I could dissect it so deeply that I could change what happened and you can't. And so it really just is like every day being like, that's what happened. Yep. I can't do a single thing about it. I can worry about the foot in front of me. Right. I'm, f- but I am fully in control now. Mm-hmm. And I trust myself now because I feel like a lot of situations like that come from lack of self-trust that you don't trust yourself to make the right decision. You trust like, right. You had a person so close to you. And you thought they had the same intentions as you. So you're going to believe everything they say. And like that's. Yeah. I mean and the funny part is. Is like that trust was built over time. But it just felt so strong. And I don't, I don't know how that happened. But think about it. Like you say that trust was built over time. But like you've spent 19 years with yourself. How much do you trust yourself? literally none exactly and that's like my main issue I don't trust myself so I look for validation through other people right and whether that's guys like romance whether that's you know my family's validation your validation it's like I cannot make a decision on my own without being afraid that I'm gonna mess up 
And like, it comes down. I was just having this conversation with my roommate yesterday about like, however, everybody says it, that every, every relationship in your life is based off the relationship you have with yourself. Yeah. So like, what is trust to you? What is love to you? Like, what is your definition of self-love? Ooh, I don't see. I, I feel like I just don't have it. So I don't know. Right. And then how do you, right. How do you expect to live up to it if you don't know? Mm-hmm. And this is where it comes down to it's time to focus on yourself that like not enough people, like you spend the most time with yourself and you don't know yourself. No, because do you really spend time with yourself? Right. How often do you sit there and learn like, what are my non-negotiables? What are my values? What are ways that I am self-deprecating? Like, yeah. There's so many different things of like what is self-love to you and like pers- like personally I defined self-love as discipline. Absolutely. Like I we so often tell ourselves like oh I need to start doing this. I I'm going to start doing this. Like I should start doing this. Yeah, literally everything I say I'm like oh I I need to do this and I think I can do this and Kelly would be like do you think you can? Right. Are you like are you'll you be going like to? I'm you'd be like oh I should start this. Like, no, you should or you're going to. I'm like, I'm going to. Like, tell me your plan. And that is, I think, something that I love about you. And I really encourage, like, every single person to start doing this. Start being aware of what you're saying to yourself. How you're saying it to yourself. Erase powerless words. Yeah. Like, the minute that I'm like, I should do this to, I'm going to do this. I'm like, oh, boom. Something went off in my head. Right. And, like, it's also about developing respect for yourself. Because if I said, hey, Katha, can you go take out the trash? Like, you respect me, so you're going to go take out the trash. Mm-hmm. If I say, hey, Katha, can you lock the door behind you? You're going to lock the door behind you. What happens when you say, hey, Katha, let's wake up at 6 a.m. tomorrow? 6 a.m. rolls around, and you're like, eh, I'm tired. Right. Because you don't, you don't respect yourself. You don't respect right? yourself. You lower your standards for everyone. You make so many excuses as to why you shouldn't be doing something. Because, one, you don't love yourself enough. You don't trust yourself. You don't respect yourself. Right. So I really feel like that is the formula right there to begin focusing on yourself. It's as simple as spend 15 minutes before you going before you go to bed learning about yourself. Absolutely. Like, you know what you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. But like we were talking about before, you're not your past. That version of you is dead. And like, if you want to be your best self, I don't want the values of my worst self yeah she doesn't have good values at all like what are the values of your best self right and how can I show up in that way and like just five or ten minutes yeah well and it's again too it's like we live in a such a society where we live in an illusion right our phones everything that we do is an illusion everything's a distraction Mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a, a screen it is a smoke screen for who you are, what you are going through. And that's why I think our generation struggles so much is because we don't face our demons. We don't face our truth. We don't face our reality. I had two, I think, like life-changing realizations of, holy fuck, I need to focus on myself. And I think the first came from how we were talking before. Like people would comment on my Instagram, like, you look so happy. You... And I literally, like, people would be like, you look so happy. Like, you're doing so well. And I'm like, no, I'm not. 
-hmm. I have tried to kill myself three times this week. And the, like, that's the reality of it, right? Is that like you look at these people's lives and like you attempt to distract yourself by like, if I can convince the world that I have my life together and that I'm happy and that I'm doing well, then like maybe I'll convince myself. And that's the same external validation that you'll look for in men. If I can convince this man that I'm worth the time, if I can convince this man that like I'm enough, then maybe I'll think it too. Yeah. And it's, a, it's, that is a continuous cycle. It's nasty. And that's yeah. why you need to develop those boundaries. And that's why self-love to me is discipline, right? It is me knowing my values. It's knowing my non-negotiables. It's knowing my boundaries and then respecting myself enough to uphold those. Absolutely. And so then I think the other question and the other challenges, right? Like so many, so many life factors come into your way where shit hits the fan and you're like, oh, oh, I lost my pace again. Doesn't matter. Just go back down in that hole. And so it's like, how do you overcome that? You know, because discipline, right? I would love to be disciplined. You would love to be 100% disciplined. But like you said, you find yourself only 100% disciplined when you're in your prep. So what is that mind? What's that mindset change from, okay, I'm in prep. I need to be disciplined to, okay, I'm entering life now. Right. I think the mindset change is a, it's almost like a who's talking is my depression talking or is my wise mind talking? Right. Well, it's like your who's talking, your ego or your higher self. Right. And like my wise mind is the one who understands that there is no such thing as like zero to a hundred. Yeah. So many people are like, give me the quickest way. Give me the quickest way there. Like what, how can I wake up tomorrow and love myself? Yep. How can I, whatever, like, for example, we're talking, we're trying to, I'm focusing on gut health recently because mm-hmm. it, there's just so many good things about it. And there's a huge list of foods that you need to cut out and things that you need to stop doing. And I look at that list and I'm like, oh fuck. Like that's like 90% of the food I eat. Mm-hmm. And I could be like, I have two options in my depression brain, in my ego brain. I have two options. One is zero it's don't do it at all. And the other one is a hundred percent balls to the walls, cut everything out. And how long do we think that's going to last? A week. How many of us watched Game Changers and went vegan for four days? Bro, literally me. me. Literally me. That is so funny. I actually did it for like a month or two. Right. Pretty proud of myself. Right. And like I lasted four days. Cassie made fun of me every single day because I had fake chicken taking up the <laughs> fr- entire freezer. But that's the point is like, Right, you hit that motivation and you're like 100% balls to the walls. Let's let's go. Yeah, because you literally create this illusion. Right. Right? I should be this person. That's where you tell your depression to shut up. There's no such thing as 0 to 100. And there's this fun thing that the fitness industry likes to always talk about is 1%. 1% better every 1% day. 1% better every day and I like I just don't even care. It sounds so stupid. And you're like, a penny doesn't matter. You're right, a penny doesn't matter, but how the fuck you think you get a dollar? Add up all the pennies. Add up all the fucking pennies. And like, that's what I'm saying is, I for so long was like, I'm too far gone. I'm yeah. too, I genuinely believed that I was so fucked that I was just waiting for myself to kill myself. I was like, she'll do it one day. Right. How about like, 
grab life by the fucking balls and decide that you're tired of your own bullshit. Amen. And so it's 1%. And like, you don't see it in the beginning. Like when I'm in, when I'm in prep, I don't see myself losing weight because I look at myself every day. Mm -hmm. But it, it, 16 weeks is broken down into days. Absolutely. So it's a 1% better every day. And by the end of it, look, I'm 35 pounds lighter and I've lost 12% body fat. Right. Look at it in a mental health aspect. I practice gratitude. So I say one thing I'm grateful for every day. So for the last 100 days, I've found 100 things I'm grateful for. And you can look at it like the, yeah, that one doesn't mean a lot. One doesn't mean a lot to anybody. Well, it's not enough. It's not enough. When is it enough? I literally was just telling Kate about this the other day. We were talking about healing. And in the aspect of healing is one of those things that in your brain, you think it's a destination. Yeah. And the reality is, is it's not. And that can be a good thing or a bad thing. Whether you want to, <laughs> however you choose to look at it, like you get to heal for the rest of your life because you're right. You can't prevent life from fucking you over. Absolutely. You could walk out the door and break a leg and now I'm not able to train for the next 12 weeks. What am I going to like kiss everything goodbye? It's, it's the same thing. I wrote an Instagram caption because I needed to hear it myself. It's like, yeah, when you were trying to love yourself and focus on yourself, you're going to fail so much. You're going to so fall much. into temptation. You're going to break down and cry and do all these crazy things. But failure is not final. It's formative. Facts. And you choose to get up. You choose to revise everything that just happened to you and take one more step. Right. And it's the, your active choice to, okay, I failed. So say you fail at 3 Mm PM. You can kiss the rest of the day. Goodbye. You can throw yourself a pity party. Maybe you're really bad and you throw yourself a pity party for days, maybe weeks, maybe months. I don't know. I don't know how long you like to have that pity party for. Or you can say, okay, I failed at 3 PM at 4 PM. I'm tired of my bullshit. Absolutely. I'm whatever in a fit in the fitness as an example like okay I fucked up and ate a Reese's I'm gonna finish hitting my macros for the rest of the day yeah you're not gonna grab the whole bag and just eat the whole thing and say fuck it like doesn't matter anymore an all or nothing mindset will kill you oh my god it is destroying because you cannot see the good in your life yeah it's the oh I I never feel pretty never you're, you've never felt pretty. I'm always alone. And those are the powerless words. That I will, I will never lose this fat. I will never, mm-hmm. I'll never be happy. I'm always sad. Yeah. You are deciding right then and there that you don't think it's possible to change. And that I, th- I think that that's just so beautiful about life is that we have that power. We have the choice. We have our own souls, like having your own mind, your own body, and only you knowing how that works, once you know how to deal with that and how to really like dig deep and full send that shit, oh my God, you're a different person. Yeah. And I think, you know, like we said, focusing on yourself, you know, you are going to fail. You're going to fail so many times, but you have to realize like, dude, that's life. And there is beauty in that. Right. There's beauty in pain. There's beauty in healing. And you have to change your perspective. So what's failure to you? 
if you have this numbness right now, you have this lack of focus on yourself, what does that feel like to you? Failure feels like... Like, what is your eye-opening moment right now? My eye-opening moment is probably sitting here and talking to myself. Literally. It, it, and I think that it's like that podcast and it's like talking to myself from the outside in. Yeah. You know, like right now, like I'm truly trying to be intentional and just like be right here right now. And I think that me being able to do that is really cool. And yeah. it's like, I am not failing because I am choosing to start this podcast. I chose to go to therapy. I chose to sit down with myself right. and practice being present. Right. And you could tear yourself apart. Like, how did I let somebody, whatever, or yeah. how did I fail on this? And how did I fail on this? And like, you can tear yourself apart for the rest of your life, or you can sit here and realize that today's a new day. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I did. Exactly what I did. And it's so much, it, it literally is a flip. It's a, a flip of a switch. Before now, before this podcast, how often would you say that you sit there with yourself? Never. And if I do sit with myself, it's thinking about like everything that I did wrong. Mm. Right? It's sitting in myself and dwelling in my past. There you go. Yeah. How many people do you think do that? So many people. Right. That you think that sitting with yourself and learning about yourself is tearing yourself tearing apart. Tearing yourself apart. Yeah. And then, but it's, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, there is, I, I almost want to say like a split personality. And that's why I felt like I felt so fragmented because I felt, I felt so broken apart from like who I was. And then like, so like personal life, Katha falling apart, business, Katha coach, Katha has her shit together. Like I could tell someone so many things, like be such a good advice giver and be like why are you speaking to yourself like this like do you not realize how much you're improving but I can't do it to myself you just said it you're confused yeah your numbness is a veil of confusion you don't understand how you're able to be a badass businesswoman and to be an awesome coach but that in your right personal life your love life it fails yeah. how can I be so successful in one area of my life and let another fail yeah and that's how I feel it's because I feel like it's my fault I let this happen. Right. So how often do you sit there and you congratulate yourself for, I am a really good coach, but what makes me a good coach? Right. Because I show up for these girls, so I'm loyal to them. I, the, what I owe them is that accountability. So you brush off your positives. Yeah. You ignore what is so good about you. And right then you magnetize, you blow up your personal life that you're not happy with mm -hmm. instead of saying okay so I identify in my business life I identify me as a coach all of these great things how do I turn around and use those exact same character traits in my personal life and that is where I truly feel like you have to be present in order to do that yeah and I think that was my realization is like I'm not present yeah I'm I'm, I'm stuck in the past I'm holding on to it and I'm so afraid of the future that I don't want to let go of the past. Right. And then when someone else or something new happens in my life and I try to embrace it, I'm still holding on to the past. So I can't enjoy this new thing, this new relationship that happened or even with myself because I'm just not there. Right. And now it's like that transition of like, okay, I have to be intentional with that and I have to willingly make this transition. And yes, it's going to be so uncomfortable. Right. It's going to be really uncomfortable. But if I just focus on one little thing every single day, 
give me a hundred days. Right. Brand new person. And this is exactly what it goes back to is like the how. People are like, okay, how? And like we were saying before, like take the five minutes before you before you go to bed. Something that I like actively practice and I swear to God, every single person should do this. Look in the mirror and speak out loud to her. We say it all the time. Like we have all of these like, it's you go to speech therapy because you're saying these things out loud. And when you say them out loud, you automatically think they're more true. Yeah. So when you sit, it's so uncomfortable. I used to literally just like sit there and giggle at myself. I'd be like, this is so like, nobody's, nobody's around me, but why am I embarrassed to talk to myself? That's insane that I'm embarrassed to talk to my, myself. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's because you don't respect yourself. You don't res- you don't have the discipline for it. You don't respect yourself. Like, and two, it's what the fuck is she going to say? Mm-hmm. If I f- like, if the girl in the mirror forces me to sit down with her, what the fuck is she going to tell me? Because I'm scared shitless. Because yeah. I've been ignoring her for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And you're going to blow up. Oh, absolutely. You're literally going to blow up. I just, for a while, I would just cry. I would just sit and look at how sad my eyes were. And I would just cry. Yeah. And I think it's really cool. And of course, like as time goes on, like you guys will get to know like who we are. And I had no idea Kelly's story. You know, I had no idea. And to just think about like everything that has happened to her and the person that she is today I'm like okay I can do this like you know I think I tend to brush my problems off and more so of the way that I don't think that they're valid because I do think my life is really good and then like you said I I don't think that I'm I deserve I don't know not that I deserve but like I don't think I should be sad right and so when I hear you what happened with you versus what happened with me, I'm like, oh, I should be thankful that that happened to me because it wasn't as bad as Kelly, mm. you know? And it's it's like, no, that shouldn't be the problem. Yeah. For a long time, I had a lot of people be like, you're so strong. Oh my God. Like, you're, And I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, I just, like, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You just took it day by day. But to, un- like, that's, I had the same thought process of you of like, mm-hmm. I'm sad over a, a man like that's pathetic mm-hmm. to un like there's no more important thing than to validate your own feelings absolutely and like just sit there and like I for the first few months I started sitting there with myself yeah all I did was cry that's what she needed she needed a version of me to like be like yo you are pretty fucked up <laughs> acceptance literally acceptance yeah. like looking at yourself in the mirror and be like I'm a hot mess. Oh, truly. And I'm going to embrace this right now. Absolutely. And what can I do today to take one step forward? Absolutely. And like what I needed was for someone to sit there with me. And like I begged another human to sit there with me for so long and he wouldn't. So I sat there with myself. I was like, yo, I'll listen to you. Exactly. Tell me what you want to feel. Like I'll sit here and let you feel it. And for so long, yeah, I blocked the way I felt. But like to actually allow yourself to feel the way you do. And like you genuinely can only do that when you're by yourself. And I don't mean by yourself like you can't do this when you're in a relationship. Because if there is one thing I do believe, it's that you can focus on yourself and build with someone else. Oh, 100%. I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive at all. No. That person could help bring the best version out. But you can't rely on them 
for your happiness and for your respect. It's your the discipline. reliance. Mm-hmm. We are all way too guilty of not taking personal responsibility for these things and being like, okay, well, I'll just feed off of their happiness and I'll feed off the way they love me. Yeah. And I'll feed off their words because I know that I can't give it to myself. Yeah. Give it to yourself. Give it to yourself. And I, you know, now it's like, okay, how do I give this to myself? What is the first step to take? Right. Ask you know? yourself. Yeah. Is it making your bed in the morning? Right. How, but that's the thing. How many times have you asked yourself, what do I need? Never. I do it every morning. I don't, I don't do that at all. Every morning. Yeah. Because it changes every day. Mm-hmm. Some days I'm great and I'm like, what do you need? And she's like, coffee. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Literally. And that <laughs> that is why, okay, really, really quick. That is why I, I realized this yesterday because I tried so hard to make a plan for myself and make a routine for myself. And I realized that I am changing every single day. Every day. My needs are going to be different, right? One day I might want coffee. One day I might want water and I don't want to leave my house. And so if you put that in your head of like, oh, I need to do this thing every single day in order to be happy, in order to be successful, you're never going to reach that point. It gets literally right. It's ask yourself like some days I, what I need is to lay in bed and you're like, and then you hear the voice that's like, you're going to get fat. You're unmotivated. You're lazy. And how about shut up? Because I already asked her what she needed and she needs rest hmm because then you have this voice in your head of like oh this is what I should be doing right this is what I need to be doing but is it what you need to be doing or is that what you're taught right identify what I should be doing is society telling you and what I need to be doing is my inner child my trauma my healing telling me what I personally need yeah and that is why I say I like fuck the that girl Let's be that girl. Who, who is that girl? I don't know. You define her. You yeah. create her. Exactly. And so for TikTok and for Instagram to say, oh, wake up every morning, do your yoga, do your 10 minute journaling, do this, do that. I don't like that. So many people, right, try to be someone they're not. Yeah, because that is what society has taught them to be. Like the container girl on TikTok, I idolize her. Her fridge, spotless. Will my fridge ever look like that? fuck no (laughs) literally but that's what I'm saying is like I think uh I think this is the biggest there you go lesson that I have learned from 19 to 22 is for so long I wanted to be that girl and the realization of a 22 year old is like you're yourself and Mm -hmm. you need to stop beating yourself up for not being that girl and love yourself for who you are yeah like there's literally a quote some girl was saying it like she was telling a story and she's a bartender and a guy is like they got a new other bartender at the bar and she's sitting there talking to one of her regulars that comes in and the new girl is beautiful just like drop dead stunning like the ideal definition of beauty and she's talking to her regular and she's like talking about how that's everybody's type and he's like no like you're my type like yeah she's beautiful she is but like, I like you more. Like your favorite color could be blue and my favorite color could be red. We're all just different. And you need to stop trying to be red if you're blue and like love the color blue. And that's just what it is. Yeah. Love the color blue, embrace it, have it in different parts of your life. Like be different, right? Like stop trying to be this person that 
oh my god it, it literally makes me so mad because I did try to be that person and like journaling like don't get me wrong I like writing and stuff but I do feel like writing down my problems doesn't fix them and if that doesn't work for you it doesn't work for you stop trying to f- make yeah, it work absolutely and until now it took me so long to realize like oh this just isn't gonna work for me and that's okay right that is okay and that is like truly one of the steps you need to take to focusing on yourself is being okay with not being like everyone else right. and not doing things how you should be doing them. I've never loved somebody more for them being like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, that is, it's so true. And it's, it's like, oh my gosh, one of, um, this is another thing too that like really I think put me in a bad spot like with myself and like with my identity it was like when I was with this individual it was like I literally sat down and I looked him in the eyes and I was like do you like me for who I am right now or the person that you want me to be are you in love with my potential yeah and that's all he would talk about Mm. my potential he couldn't wait for this to happen he couldn't wait for that to happen he was so excited for my me to grow with my relationship with you know, whatever that was. And I was Plato and he said, fit the mold. Yeah. And I was like, I, and of course I was just so like, oh yeah, I'm going to become that person for you because you make me happy and that must be right. Right. And then in the back of my head, there was the voice in the back of my head telling me, this isn't you. Why are you trying to be this girl? Right. Why are you going to change yourself to fit what he wanted you to be? Right. And I think this is where people get confused is like there's nothing wrong with changing you there's nothing wrong with learning something new and deciding that you want to go in a certain direction but changing to fit someone else's mold that's where you fuck up and I fucked up (laughs) but you only realize it now and in the moment like you're young and in love Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that was really what made me like beg and think that it was my fault because I was so confused with who I was yeah because I was firm in who I was beforehand and I was like you know yeah I'm Kate though like yeah I'm cool I'm a good person and then once that situation happened I was like am I a good person is this my fault should I be this person right is this the truth do I not know the truth and that's what really like skewed my perception of myself and I don't think like anyone really understood it because he wasn't in my life for a very long time but it was such an impact and I don't know why and I can't explain it everyone's just like oh yeah he's just another dude and I'm like no like I don't I'm I don't know why I'm just so stuck it needed to happen yeah some lessons will not give up until you learn them yeah and I I learned a lesson for sure and I'm thankful. Right. And I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad that I went through it. I really am. Because one, I know that I'm capable of feeling for someone the way that I did again. And that was really like refreshing to know that I can get back to a good point where I was happy. Yeah. And of course, part of it was my own happiness. I was happy. I enjoyed being with him and, you know, doing these things. But a lot of it revolved around the validation. And then once I lost that person, what do I do? Oh, my God. Right. And I feel like so many girls find themselves in a situation where right now you're saying like, yeah, I understand it's time to focus on myself. It makes sense. Like I've accepted what's happened, whatever. And then like, what happens when you wake up tomorrow and you miss him? 
Yeah. And so what do you, then, then it's the, oh, fuck, what do I do? And that is where the respect that you have for yourself. It's where you practice self-love and discipline. mm -hmm, And being present. And where are you right now? Right. You can't control what happened. It happened. Right. Right. Like everything that happened with you and your situation, I'm sure you look back at it and you're like, you know what? Yeah, it sucked. But I am who I am because that happened. Yeah. And that's one of those things that like you think that's one of those things that you wake up and just like think one day Mm -hmm. and it's not. There are still days where I'm like, why did that happen to me? Yeah. Or like, when am I going to get to the point where I'm like, okay, that was supposed to happen because I'm here now. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, it is not a final destination. Your song is never fully written. No. You just die and other people continue to write it for you. Your book's not over. No, never will be. And literally I had kind of come to this like realization the other day and like hearing it from an external source kind of like solidified it in my brain because I've been like marinating on the idea for a while but he said to me it's like that quote where it's like like this chapter of my life is closed now it'll always be one of my favorites but like I have to stop rereading it hoping for a different ending And that is radical acceptance. That is choosing, like, it is written. It already happened. I cannot change it. And, like, it could have... Some chapters will fucking blow and you never want to reread them again. Mm -hmm. Some chapters you'll be like, I miss that person. I miss that moment. I could have done something differently, but you can't rewrite it. So you radically accept it for what it is. You change the focus to... I was attempting to fill a void or this didn't work, you find personal responsibility, you identify where you could have done things better because you can't change their actions. And also it's about figuring out like, okay, like we both have had situations where like, it's your fault this happened, it's your fault this happened, it's your fault that whatever happened. So like ignore that outside voice, listen to the inside voice of you where you can accept personal responsibility without someone else telling you it's your fault. And then, right, decide what that discipline is to you. Decide what those boundaries are to you. Decide what your values are and always stick by those so that next time this situation comes around, you have everything you need. Yeah, and I think, too, it's important to understand, like, you can look back in the past. Totally. You can look back. But, of course, it's, it's kind of like that book analogy. Go back in the chapter. Don't try and erase the words and rewrite them, but annotate them. Right. What happened? Right. You know. How did you feel? Where are you now? Where do you understand? Annotate them. And then in that next chapter, continue to grow. Yeah. And if you don't accept that chapter for what it is, you'll write that same one again. Mm -hmm. And I literally told Kelly this. I was like, homegirl, if you do not close this chapter, you are going to get these same reincarnating versions of this person in your life over and over and over again. Like I was telling you, like some lessons will not sleep until they are learned. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You just got to learn them. You do. And you got to accept, literally accept and just freaking, I don't know. But I don't know. I think that's where this episode comes in handy. And it's one of those things that focusing on yourself isn't an end thing. 
No. It's a, I'm my number one priority every single day for the rest of my life. And there will always be a million outside things. Like you could have a husband, you could have kids. And I understand that when kids come into the picture, it's a whole different scenario. But like, whatever, you have work, you have school, you have 75 things that you're balancing. It's that all or nothing. Check in with yourself Mm -hmm. once a day. If you need more than that, do it more. But bare minimum, check in with yourself once a day. Ask yourself, what is one thing I need today to like make it through the day, to feel a little bit better? It takes 30 seconds. And then go deal with work, go deal with school, go deal with the kids, go deal with your husband. But if you do not check in, your cup will drain and you will have nothing to give. Amen. That was deep. That was deep. We dug right in. This is exactly how Katha and I have conversations, though, which is my favorite part about this. And we literally will just sit there and have these conversations. We're like, why the fuck aren't we recording this? Yeah, literally. We're like, listen to the podcast. We're just like, yo, just don't name drop. Just <laughs> just avoid the names, bro. And we can tell these stories. Because it's one of those things that, like, I was telling Katha this earlier, that, like, I had a point in my life where I put too much out on social media. And I'm still walking that fine line of like, okay, what is my life? What is putting too much out there? And then what is giving a letter to me? Like, there are so many girls, like I don't even sometimes realize, and I'm sure you don't realize it either, like the impact you have, how closely people watch you. Oh my God. Yeah. If I, I literally, this is just how I've decided it is like, if one girl, one, hears what I say, and like it makes her life 1% better, then I'm okay with like being a little bit more vulnerable. Absolutely. And that is who you are. Right. We are empathetic. We love just helping people. And you, we know what it's like to feel like you don't have anyone. Right. And, you know, we think our problems are just us. Truly. And no one knows what I'm going through. But it's like, yeah, we've walked that. We've walked that plank. A cognitive distortion is like the magnetization of your problems mm-hmm. and you feeling like you're so unique and no one else will ever understand and that will drive you up a wall too. Absolutely. But now you have someone. Now you have two sets of girls who have parts of their life really together and other parts are just completely falling apart. It's a journey, not a destination. Mm-hmm. And we want you on it with us. We love you all. Thanks for listening. Kisses. Bye. <laughs>